0: Say, Roland. Mhm. Why is the magic academy segregated? Why? Because they don't tolerate black magic.
1: Uh- <laughs> Racist. Yeah. Hi everyone. Hi. And <laughs> welcome to the Dead Red <laughs> Hand podcast. Oh yes. With a
0: with your host the shit lords in the basement. Yeah. Magnus and Roland. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: can't see that, but we were pointing no, at each we were other. Pointing at, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shit. Maybe you should start recording this for some, I don't know. Have a S- special occasion. Yeah. Just to prove our innocence. <laughs> Not saying we've done anything, it's just...
0: We were just following orders. <laughs> we
1: were just following orders. Oh, God, it's spiraling already. All right. <sighs> <laughs> I I don't really like concentration camps. My my grandpa, he died in a concentration camp. Oh, really? Yeah, he fell out of the guard tower. Oh. (laughs) Oh, bless. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yep, off to a
0: good start. Yeah. So anyways.
1: Well, we weren't supposed to be talking about dark humor and, and really... Edgy jokes. Uh, but uh, here we go, anyways. We just fell into it. Yeah, for some reason. Maybe we should do an episode on that at some point. Yeah,
0: in the near future.
1: Yeah, whenever we're ready to just get blocked by everyone. <laughs> when well, we can afford it. <laughs> well, still got our day jobs. Well, I do at least. I don't.
0: <laughs> no, I'm a parasite of the society. Yes, you are.
1: Yes, I am. Therefore, this time... <laughs> <laughs> we're actually going to talk about world-building. Segway! Yes! Ooh! No! <laughs> fantastic! World-building, uh, lore, myth, and stuff like that. Yes. It's, I I love putting a ribbon on a subject like that. Mm,
0: it's fantastic.
1: I know. Mm.
0: So, yeah, we... Uh... Going to talk a bit broadly about the subject. Yeah, because I
1: mean, this is a big one. Yeah, we we can do several episodes if mm. if if people like this, we might actually do that. Yeah,
0: delving deeply into the different subjects.
1: Exactly, but just, just for starters, we'll we'll take a broad look at it. An aperitif. Yes, <laughs> so to speak. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. But yeah, uh, I'm not really sure how we really came into it, but I think the. One reason is that both you and I, mm. uh, we sort of do this in our spare time, because we both play a lot of role-playing games, yep. both the electronic one and the more classic tabletop with dice and stuff, Yes, and we both have our own homebrews. We do, actually, yeah. You have a superhero role-playing game, and mm-hmm. I have a... Well, it's not really... Just a steampunk,
0: but well, it, it's, it's a bit broad, like yeah. it's steampunk, uh, nineteen twenty plus, uh, mm-hmm. gaslight slight fantasy ish. Yeah, it's a bit broad, but yeah, but then again, mine is broad too. So
1: yeah, broad brushes. Mm. Uh, so the thing with world building and lore, it sort of comes natural. Mm. Exactly. And I I guess. That, that's one way of opening up to the, this whole thing. Yeah. I also think that it, it comes a bit from the fact that, at least in my case, mm. whenever there is something in a book or a movie or something like that, that uh, sort of doesn't make sense. Yeah. I'm ready to point that out. Violently. Yeah. (laughs) Flamboyant. (laughs) I think I could do my own show just ranting and raving about inconsistencies in movies. (laughs) Just put me there with a cam and and I'll go to town. We have a chair and a whiskey on the rocks and just record. No, 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 no. No, you don't put, uh, well, rocks in this case as ice. You don't put ice in whiskey. You could actually do the... the, uh, Actual rocks. Yeah,
0: I know. Shield down rock or a piece of metal also works. Exactly.
1: But no water. Well, you can actually add one drop of water to actually get the taste and fragrance of the whiskey to puff up. Yeah. But no more. No.
0: Yeah. And that world building is like... uh, Wait, wait, wait. Whiskey, (laughs) world building,
1: what? (laughs) Well, when you're building world... You need brew. You need whiskey. (laughs) You need some strong shit. Oh, wait a second. Glug. (laughs) Okay.
0: Magic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, inconsistencies. Did you have anything specific in
1: mind? You want to make me go on a rant about Harry Potter, don't you? I'm just waiting for it now. (laughs) (laughs) What's actually going to wait for that thing? (laughs) We're getting to that, I suppose. Okay, (laughs) Let, let, let me put it like this. When it comes to world building uh, in fiction or for games or whatever, mm. there has to be a, a logic. It doesn't need to be our world logic. Logic like uh, you don't need to follow all of the natural laws. Yeah, that, in the way we have. Sure, exactly. I do like them, but if you're if you're actually gonna um, ignore them for some reason. Mm. Make it logical in the sense that, yeah, sure, I can believe that suspension of disbelief. Yeah, I suppose. and I'm I have no problems with magical systems. I have no problems with sentient machines and stuff like this. I mean, I'm I'm a sucker for the Warhammer 40K universe. And of course, we have all the weird stuff in there. Just full of it. Yeah, but when it comes to <sighs> For example, Harry Potter. Yeah. Here we go. (laughs) I do not like that book series for the simple reason that J.K. Rowling does not know what consistency is. She never ever, to my knowledge, explains what you actually are able to do with the magic, Mm. what the limitations of the magic is, and why it does or does not work. Well, I suppose, to be f- to be fair, like,
0: she explains what it can do, a lot what it can do, but like you said, she doesn't explain the limitations to it, and it's sometimes, like, all over the place.
1: And also, her magical world is, there are so many plot holes in it, <laughs> L- yeah. like... There's supposed to be this society within the society that isn't really in the society because it's sort of in a different dimension within the society, that, but still is not in the society. It's like, ha. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> yeah, and again, I don't really have an issue with that. I have an issue with the inconsistency of it.
0: Mm. Changing in each and every over.
1: Yeah, and it's like. How can you have a world within a world that changes from time to time mm. without there being anyone raising an eyebrow going like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, sure, th- the focus is on the story. Yeah. It's, it's in the tale of Harry Potter and everything like that, but the world is a real big factor to the story. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's like, the reason I, I'm all up in flames right now about the Harry Potter thing is that uh, the our female companions, <laughs> so to say, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my nice. fiancé and your girlfriend, they yeah, were no. watching uh, one of the Harry Potter movies, mm-hmm. and was, I well came in when the scene of... Uh, Th- they were the big uh, Quidditch game.
0: Yeah, it was the fourth movie uh, at the uh, Quidditch World Cup. Uh, uh-huh. uh, and um, it was when the Death Eaters sort of show themselves and wrecked, uh, uh, wrecked havoc, wrecked havoc, made a terror attack, so to speak. Yeah, because it's and everybody's
1: running around, going all in panic, and no one does anything. And I'm like, hold on <laughs> a minute, hold on <laughs> here.
0: Okay. Yeah, it wasn't so glamorous, but, but
1: uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, there re- here's the th- my pet peeve with this. It's that you have a whole population that yeah. is schooled with magic. Yeah. The art of magic, to, and, and actually trained self-defense and stuff like that. How come not a single fucker does something? I'm not saying that everyone should just pull their wands and go ape shit on the Death Eaters. I'm just saying there should be some people actually doing something. Some resistance, some self-defense,
0: yeah, yeah something.
1: And and we talked about the point that uh, not too long ago there was a war within the wizard society. Yep. And therefore, in my way of thinking, there should be some veterans from this conflict. Yeah. Now, let, let's just say for simple uh, math that... Maybe 1 in 100, even 1 in 1,000, something like that, was an active participant, a a soldier in Mm. this conflict. Uh, And let's say that a lot of these veterans might be suffering from some sort of PTSD or whatever, making them not really capable of handling the stress of conflict or combat anymore. Yeah. There would still be, in my opinion, a sufficient number that would go into combat mode mm-hmm. and actually
0: resist. trying to do something. Yeah, yeah,
1: resist, do something, handle the the apparent attack mm-hmm. made by a small group. Yeah, because again, these are people that. Uh, at least from my understanding, usually carries their magical wands with them.
0: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, exactly, sort of um, the equivalent of a cell phone nowadays. Everyone yeah. has one in their pockets. I, I totally agree. It's explained a little bit more. Yeah. Here, I, here I go I'm like going to nearby. It explains more the book, yeah. uh, but uh, it actually explains a little bit more in the book. Yeah. But that also beckons the question. There must be s- at least a handful of people, at least some of the ministry. Aurors, as they called Mm -hmm. the uh, (laughs) yeah the the agents, dark wizard hunting agents. Some aurors that can do something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it it raises a lot of questions. But um, well, it's a very simplistic
1: (laughs) story, so to speak. But uh, it's meant for kids. Yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) Still doesn't save it from being picked apart. But the the bigger issue with all of this just set Harry Potter aside put him back under the stair where he belongs <laughs> the, the big thing here is that when it comes to making a world or a story believable in a way that it doesn't have to be real, mm. it just has to be believable, you, yeah. that, that you say as a reader or a, a film connoisseur that yeah, I, I, I buy this yeah. I understand why and I accept this to be the way things are done. Yeah. When cons- inconsistencies, plot holes and stuff like this breaks the suspension of disbelief and instead at least it makes me question stuff.
0: Yeah, it when uh, like for example when an author or anything similar to to that breaks the entire world consistency mm-hmm. just to um advance the plot yeah that's uh, i that i agree that raises a lot of eyebrows in my opinion
1: and also when you have established storylines and then someone comes and breaks it all because <laughs> of reasons yeah mm, no, i'm not not looking at the last Jedi or anything but <laughs> uh, ahem, ahem. look the horse is twitching beat it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, well, what was the reason that Luke was on an island secluded and living as a hermit, sucking on them big titties? Because he felt he fucked up? Yeah, that's that's really consistent with his character from the old movies. Yeah, sure, yeah, I'll buy that. Fuck off. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: No. I mean, there are millions of other reasons that he could have had for being on that island and living as a hermit or being secluded or whatever. But the reason given... Nah,
0: nah. I mean, I would just have bought it if they would say he hides. Yeah, he's in hiding. Not like he's a grumpy old hermit. Yeah, <laughs> ashamed of what he've done. Like, all right, that's yeah. a, a dramatic but Exactly. Yeah, he hides because he needs to. I would have bought that. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. <laughs> also, again, breaking the uh, consistency for case of storytelling.
1: Yeah, but but also we have the inconsistencies with with Star Wars in that. We actually talked about this before. The Resistance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why they are called the Resistance. Yeah, and, and the whole thing about the New Order and everything. It's like, mm. no. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it breaks the consistency. Yeah. It, it has totally fucked up the old story. Exactly. And we're not
0: talking about the expanded universe. Uh, no, 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 no. Like We're, we're talking about the original...
1: The original um, trilogy yes but but, but and actually, to some it's extent a big good point to bring up here when oh. it comes to the expanded universe. I think that the reason a lot of people love and respect the expanded universe is mm-hmm. that it actually continued on. it did not break
0: with the old well, I th- guess that's the thing when you have people um, <clears throat> uh, who writes these books and makes these games and all that that are passionate are actually. <laughs> All right, here we go, gatekeeping. The actual fans! No, but <laughs> they, they they actually understand and want to um, uh, sort of um, build on the source material. Mm-hmm. They Stand
1: on the shoulders of giants.
0: Exactly. They respect the source material. Mm-hmm. The general difference between that and, like, you know, <laughs> we're going to ride on a franchise! Mm-hmm. No names mentioned, but you know who the yeah, yeah, fuck I'm talking about.
1: And also we have the way that the new Star Trek movies went. Yeah, exactly. That they said openly that this is a parallel universe. And that's, that's that is more, acceptable. That is more acceptable, yeah, I, I agree. Because th- then you can have consistency with the already established
0: yes. stuff. Exactly. And also, I would have accepted that, okay, the sequels are parallel universe.
1: All right. Mhm. Good. <laughs> yeah, but because I truly think that Disney should just say that oh, okay, episode what is now called episode 7 and 8 there there are different parallel timelines stuff. Mm. Y- just ignore that shit. <laughs> <laughs> they tried, they failed. Go back. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. But also, what else can I say when it comes to this breaking stuff? uh, I've been looking into a lot of Age of Sigmar lately. Yep. And I've been looking at how the current Age of Sigmar connects with the old Warhammer fantasy. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't know already, the old world, it uh, it broke. (laughs) It went to shit because uh, chaos took over. It actually it turned it more or less into whatever you could call a chaos world in the Warhammer Fantasy. Uh 40k, sorry. Yeah. In the Warhammer 40k oh, world yeah. continuum. Marvelous. So yeah. Uh so there's a lot of in the fluff going to the point that it's called the end time, mm. where the the forces of chaos or the powers of chaos more or less uh grabs hold of the world, ruins it, and more or less kills everyone and everything. Yeah, except for. Well, it's not really sure how how everything uh, connects, but the only ones that really did survive is uh, the lizard men. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, those guys.
1: Yeah. Uh, and and because they escaped on their big, they had spaceships. <laughs> interestingly enough, actually, I do think that Skaven also survived because they sort of became part of chaos. Well, there were a lot of stuff in there. Nurgle be blessed. Yeah. Looking into all this fluff is it's a mighty big task, let me tell you.
0: Oh yeah, it has um, sort of a massive lore rod to look upon.
1: And there have been a lot of people that is really angry about the way that the Warhammer Fantasy ended and Age of Sigmar took over, because in their minds and opinions, they um Well Games Workshop destroyed all of the work done with the Warhammer Fantasy.
0: Yeah, I can see some. (laughs) Yeah, I totally understand that. that.
1: Yeah. At the same time, for someone like me who haven't played Warhammer Fantasy. I was always more of a 40k player Mm. when I was younger. I have some looks at the old Warhammer Fantasy from time to time, but Mm, never really started with it. Mm. So, now, looking at Age of Sigmar, it's, it's no problem for me to get into that game, because I have no real deep connections with the old things. Yeah. And I think that might be an argument to make about a whole lot of stuff when it comes to uh, well, breaking the old and doing the new. If you don't have any real connections with the old, of course, you're not going to really care about it. Mm-hmm. Not saying that I don't care about the old Warhammer fantasy. I, th- I think it's a bit sad that they just, well, wiped the world and made something new. Yeah. I, yeah. In a sense, because... It, it's sort of a waste. Yeah, I mean, 30 say. years of work just down the drain, more or less. Yeah. Mm, that, that's kind of sad. But as a waste, I still think there there's connections to the old moving on, because Mm -hmm. uh, Sigmar, the, well, human god of order, I think you could say, Mm -hmm. he actually took the core of the old world and used it to forge a new kind of warrior, the Stormcast Eternals, Mm -hmm. which some people describe as the fantasy version of the space marines. (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) So, well, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. So there's three connections and you have the gods and everything, but it's still that age of Sigmar is in a sense, brand new. Yeah. So it's a reset. Yeah. Uh, so there is a consistency. I want to say at least because it connects to the old. It explains why things happens. How everything connects to the new. Yeah, it's exactly. not like just push pushing a reset and say that okay, everything that's all. No, fuck that, and move on. Let's begin anew. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I, I can totally see that
0: when you have a a work like this, a um, story, lore, and all that. I have noticed it's bound to change when uh, <clears throat> it's not a. Uh, how can I describe this? Let's take J.K. Rowling for example, and uh, they had a Pottery universe because it's starting to become more and more like a big universe. Mm. It's, it's building more and more to it, and that's the thing. She's building more and more to it as she goes. As she goes, which exactly. in itself isn't a problem. Exactly, but. Uh, that that there, I can totally see why some inconsistencies comes up because, well, there's a big chance you change some things. I'm not, I'm not defending it, not at all. But uh, it's the way it's done, I guess. Yeah, I suppose, and you, I suppose you can also see that with like George R. R. Martin with the Game of Thrones. Yeah, when it comes to the TV series, TV series and his books because they are sort of like, at some yeah.
1: point they, they they the they have branched. Yeah exactly
0: and as he writes because I suppose he writes the episodes also I, I think he he's partakes in the production of this yeah productive advice or whatever he's just sitting there poking his belly button or something <laughs> <laughs> not writing when he should be writing yeah exactly <laughs> mm. if, yeah but when you have something that moves along the way it does stuff change mm-hmm so I can can totally see what sometimes <laughs> like with the Warhammer and Age of Sigmar, and it's very strong that they have managed to keep the lore consistent. Mm. That uh, when they are changing it, uh, oh, no wait, not changing it. Sorry, uh, they are still writing it mm. as they go. Yeah, and yeah, that's I suppose that that can be a problem with the all looking sort of writers that
1: yeah they're writing their material when stuff gets big Mm. it could be hard to keep track of stuff and also when you have multiple writers working on a oh yeah 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 that that i think is the biggest problem that Mm. the reason there are so many inconsistencies is that there are too many people working on a, a thing
0: yeah but like for example, if we can take an example for like, uh, for example, your world or mm. my or, world or your world, yeah, 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 uh, because it's very much in the making still. Mm. That I am bound to change something. <laughs> yeah, well, but but that that's the thing. I'm I'm trying to manage keeping it consistent with the system I I've, I've designed. We we've designed mm. from the start. So yeah, that that's also a good thing to build on. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But... I, I can say that I've changed a whole lot of stuff when it comes to my game world. Yeah. And the reason that I do this cha- these changes is that I realized that the old stuff didn't really work out with, uh, with the stuff that has recently been added. Mm. So, uh, but, but the, I think the biggest difference here is, one, <laughs> I'm not a published Exactly. Creator. So, I mean, it's not in the... We have not published our words exactly. yet. Exactly. So, it, it, uh... It's in a really early alpha stage. So at this point, it is okay to make changes. Yeah. It's when it comes to the point of uh, establishing that it becomes a problem with just doing changes like that. Mm. And I always try to think like this, that what makes things believable and at the same time streamlined yeah you make it easy to understand that and you try to tell it in a way that is so well not not to to make it sound dumb but you try to explain it in the most simple way you can Mm. and not make it overly complex unless someone actually wants to really go into it
0: yeah exactly i Uh, we've been uh, looking at a video by uh, D.C. Ferguson, I mm-hmm. believe he, he's called. He's a author uh, of some book series. I think you have better, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a better idea on this <laughs> than I have. So, the, I can't remember the book's uh, names right now. But he said that uh, he talked about magic and technology. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the case of explaining how it works, he said the more... You explain it, the more useful it becomes, and the more you don't explain it, explain it, the more mysterious it becomes. Mm. So yeah, it's. Uh, but he also talked about uh, exactly keeping it uh, believable, mm-hmm. but that you don't have to make a sort of a <clears throat> big spreadsheet. But this is the yeah <laughs> technology or magic system in my everything works out, it would be fine if you had. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, as long as it just keeps consistent. Exactly. But it, it, you can also keep it kind of um, float, floating in the air, mm-hmm. not saying like, it, it works because of this. Mm. But not saying like,
1: okay, how why can you do that? Well, you just can, fuck you. Yeah. that's. Uh, you need to set up some rules and yeah. play by these rules. Mm. But he also makes a point that at some point, you have a antagonist yeah. showing up and breaking the rules, which in itself creates a problem. Mm-hmm. It creates drama and drive for the story. Exactly. So, I mean, breaking the rules is not a problem like that. It's just that it has to be done in a way that you actually can believe it. It's like, mm. uh, let's say you have a uh, spacefaring civilization. Yep. And their means of travel is uh, rocket propulsion, mm-hmm. li- uh, well, fuel, uh, li- like we have.
0: Yeah, uh, impulse. Um, well,
1: we, we, we have uh, fuel drives. Yeah. Uh, uh, rockets stuff. Yeah, I mean, okay, we yeah. have a really slow way of traveling uh, in space. Yeah. And at some point, we have gotten to a stage in our civilization where we actually have brought the efficiency of our technology to its highest point mm. we can travel long distances within a reasonable time yeah let's say we can go to pluto in uh, half a year to a year instead of uh, 10 years gen- exactly i'm not sure about the traveling nah. time right now in real life but yeah bear with me for, for the, the sake example. of argument for the sake of argument yes thank you um at some point we have established a colony on pluto mm. Because, fuck you, we can. (laughs) We don't have terraforming, but we do have the capability of building uh, bases. We have warm coats. Yes, and (laughs) oxygen masks. Yeah. (laughs) And the rest. And the rest. (laughs) But at some point, uh, suddenly we encounter a ship, Mm. unknown from nowhere, and this fucker just comes in and whooshes by. It breaks the rules we have. Yeah, Because we don't understand, we don't know how to do that, but they do.
0: We can understand the ionic uh, propulsion system. Exactly. Like, yeah, and all that. And
1: they have some sort of, well, it doesn't really need to be an FTL drive, but Hmm. they have a near speed of light drive. Yeah. So, I mean, they can travel really fast, which means that should be, we should be able to do at some point. Yeah. Uh, And as the story progresses, it might be that this, let's say it's a threat, just yes, because, ah, uh, evil aliens, and... Uh, Xena's filth, and all yeah, that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and with, with the usual tropes in the story, there is some people from our side that actually manage to beat the bad guys and send them back to wherever they came from, and at that point, we actually capture new technology. Hey! hey. So, at that point, we can start to discover what it actually is that makes it tick. And lo and behold, within a certain amount of time, we also have this way of propulsion. Yeah. It sticks to the consistency. Yes. Instead of um, another example, when it breaks consistency, though, Mm -hmm. is that you have a hero. This fucker can, uh, well, go around and is really good at fighting, but is Mm. crap at other stuff. Thinking part. Exactly. It it could be, (laughs) yeah. You have a barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have, even better, you have Conan. <laughs> yes. Going around, rung, slashing, slashing, hacking. Slashing stuff with his sword and cursing at Krom for not uh, blessing him. And suddenly, Conan stops and realizes the theory of uh, the speed of light. It's like, but... what? That breaks consistency. (laughs) Yep. And this is a ridiculous example, but it's still reasonable as an example to explain why it's so bad of breaking consistency. Because if you have an established person that can do X and Y, if they suddenly can do Z as well, Mm -hmm. without any form of explanation, any form of logical reason to why that character, character can do that. Yeah then you break the immersion. Mm. Again, <laughs> Star Wars, the way Rey can handle the lightsaber, can use the Force without any training. And there is no explanation in the following movie. It's like, fuck you. You break it. You have broken the rules. You, have, you had set. And not in a way that we can actually believe it.
0: You have bro- broken the rules for the sake of um, story or... Yeah,
1: yeah. For for yeah, exactly. For the sake of story, yeah, and that is a big crime in my opinion. Because you, we have the concept of plot armor, yeah, and that is a dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. That, I like the way uh R. R. Martin does his things because plot armor is non-existence. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with plot armor in the sense that uh, if there is a good reason for it. Mm. Not stupid reasons like, oh, uh... <laughs> I'm gonna take a role playing example for this because I can't think of any good liter- eh, literature. It's example. good. But uh, you have a group and they're playing. Mm-hmm. One in person in the group, one player decides to fuck things up. Do as the real as per usual. Thing. Yeah, there's always one. But you have one player that decides that, hmm, I'm gonna go get into a fight with uh, that big angry dragon over there the one specifically designed as a scary moment where the players were supposed to run yeah and that that's that's actually the fault of the dungeon master for not counting <laughs> on that one fucking player that's going to fight it shame on you but th- there is no fault done yet right eh? The fault is done at the point where the Dungeon Master decides that, yeah, sure, I'm gonna have this stupid player survive the great fiery breath of the dragon because I need this character for my story. Exactly. (laughs) There is no real reason. There is no logical way that this player's character would survive a direct fire blast To his face by a colossal (laughs) dragon, unless there is some sort of deus ex machina. Yeah. And using deus ex machina is sort of the laziest fucking way ever to resolve a problem. Yeah. At some point, sure, you can use it, but just for sake? No. No. There has to be a a good
0: reason for it. If it's consistent within the story that this item can do a certain amount of thing, then yes. Exactly. But if it comes out of the blue, like Conan knowing this theory of speed of light. Exactly. Because he needed it.
1: Yeah. Or or did it even need it? It's just that suddenly he knows it. Exactly. (laughs) For no apparent reason. Or for a reason which is just silly. Yeah. (laughs) i uh, my personal opinion to going back to the stupid player example uh as a dungeon master, I have been told I am evil several times because I have no problems with characters dying <laughs> from stupid stuff yeah exactly from stupid stuff <laughs> that that I can agree <laughs> that
0: if they are going away doing stupid shit, then yeah, yes, I might just kill them because i yeah. I don't know, have this parental thing like, no, well you shouldn't have fucked with the dragon, should
1: you? I, I actually had one player do this. I feel like we're slipping away from the world building. No, no, no. Role playing, it's world building. Yeah. Uh, I had a player we the game was uh Göte Okay. Yeah. So uh, it's a seventeenth century mystery horror mm. role-playing game. It's a Swedish game. It's oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. But uh I had the 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 adventure took place on Tortuga. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it was a late stage of the Age of Piracy. Almost pirate Yeah. And I had a uh, character that was an owner of a brothel. (laughs) Kind of a stout woman, you could say. (laughs) And uh, she carried a lot of respect with the players. Not really because I designed her to be that. It's just that it it came through playing. But anyways, I have this one player a new guy who's actually got it into his head that he was going to kill this brothel owner. And I, I just let him try it. <laughs> Go on, try it. Yeah, it was like he, he busts in the door to uh, her office and unloads his, uh, his gun, which is a single-shot flintlock pistol. <laughs> he misses. And from under her disc, the brothel owner pulls two guns, blasts him. I roll the die, it it hits, and I make the damage, he dies. (laughs) So, I mean, I was consistent, because I already had things like this written down. Hmm? But I did did not hold back.
0: No, 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 no.
1: Because I think that if this player wanted to do this, he should suffer the consequences. Yeah. Keeping it consistent. Exactly. Now, I could have been the more lenient good guy DM and saying that... uh, Nah,
0: she just kneecaps you. Or uh, she
1: only threatens you that if you ever get the idea to do this again, I'm going to fucking kill her and I got out of here. But no, (laughs) I don't do that. Nah. (laughs) And and I actually think that it it puts some uh, holds on the other players because at that point they actually realized shit we are going to suffer consequences for our actions yep and i i i don't want to have the stuff like this as some sort of uh demoralizing examples i i think that good behavior should be rewarded yeah daring behavior should also be rewarded That's but stupidity stupid. has its own price yeah uh, if if it had been different that let's say uh the guns from the brothel owner had missed, yeah, the dice had been more lenient <laughs> to the player in this case, yeah, sure, she missed, and that's what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm gonna fudge the roll just because
0: yeah
1: that would make me a bad dungeon master, yeah, so I need a dungeon master needs to be fair, and in fairness, it is that if the dice say something. You should follow it. Yeah, you
0: don't sacrifice consistency, like dice dice consistency. Yeah. I might add, for the sake of narrative.
1: Well, there there are some some certain points where you actually need to fudge the rolls. Uh-huh. And but it should be when when it's, uh, l- let's say that you make a roll or a player makes a roll and it, it turns up a fumble. Yeah. A critical fail. Yeah. In a situation where it might be not that reasonable is that is going to be a critical fail mm-hmm. like uh they're going to make a small jump yeah and and this is just a nonsensical whatsoever when it comes to the effort or difficulty mm-hmm. uh, and it's actually something that has no bearing whatsoever on the story yeah but the character fumbles the role. Or gets a critical fail, as it's said in English. Yeah, And it turns out that the effects might actually kill the character. (laughs) At that point, I might actually go like, Oh, this feels really stupid. I feel that we should actually fudge this. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And that is just... That is sort of breaking the consistency. That is actually to sacrifice consistency for... Well, story in this case to make the character survive. Yeah. But I think it's more, it's not to totally ignore. No. What happens is just like instead of breaking his neck, he might break his foot. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I can totally understand um, why you want to fudge the <laughs> mm-hmm. fudge it up. Because for the sake of, yeah, let, let's save the uh, horribleness for another time. But yeah. I also like when you have this uh, die consistency. Like, uh, <clears throat> for example, you're going to jump over a little stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throw the jump die. Yeah, roll
1: for jumping. Exactly, critical fail. <laughs> oh dear! Suddenly, white shark jumps up from the stream and eats yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Again, let's be <laughs> realistic. Yeah. <laughs> like for example,
0: like okay, do you uh, land good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, like okay, make, you land make a g-
1: saving throw to see how bad you actually fall.
0: Yeah, do you land good? Yes, okay, then you, like you said, maybe it's a break. Your ankle, do you land bad? Yeah, you're going to impale your eye on on a branch (laughs) over there.
1: (laughs) Which could could actually happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, wouldn't that be a story? Hey, how did you lose your eye? Was it taken by a dragon? No, it was a twig when I was trying to jump (laughs) over a street. But but then you're gonna like try to play it up, like, oh, it was a forest spriggan or something. (laughs) I was playing this forest spirit, and suddenly it tripped me, and I fell on a branch, and it poked my eye out. And then everyone else in the group's like, yeah, right, sure, that (laughs) happened. Sure, branch eye. (laughs) Twig eye. (laughs) Twiggy. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And that's the name of the character Twiggy was born. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> actually, yes. actually,
0: actually, but yeah, that's uh, a little consistency in your world, mm-hmm. in the name of world building, and uh, <laughs> like oh. we we have so we have yeah, such sights all... to show
1: you. Exactly, I I feel that uh, we really just were all over. Uh, so,
0: but I think it might be a good um, start, a good place to start. Well,
1: we, maybe we've enticed some people to. Uh... Do you want to have more? Maybe. Maybe. We're going to have to ask people. Yeah. We're asking you right now, listening. Yes. You, sitting there. Yeah. (laughs) Commissar is watching. (laughs) But do you as a listener think that this is uh, some subject that we could go on with? Do you want to hear more? Maybe you have your own examples. Please tell us. Would you like to know more? Yeah. I'm doing my part. <laughs> I got the song in my head now. Oh so. uh, yeah. So yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, indeed.
0: I mean, we have we have a lot to talk about, like for, for instance, magic and all that. Magic,
1: and the... myth, more yeah. lore. I mean, th- there's a big thing. Also, side note here. Yeah, when it comes to world building or world. History and stuff mm-hmm. I am quite more conservative in with stuff when it comes to playing when it, well role playing yeah. as an example in our world mm. uh, if I just gonna use let, let's say uh today as a setting mm. then screwing things up and going way above, way out there with stuff happening uh I have a harder time doing it. That way, uh using our world as the the basis mm-hmm. instead of creating my own yeah to have a already uh imagined world because at that point I don't have to really uh g- get all the details of history mm-hmm, exact, mm-hmm. like in the way uh, if if I have a game going in a contemporary Time setting. Yeah, I can't really ignore the happenings of, uh, let's say, the Second World War. Yeah, I can't really ignore that because that is such a major part of our history that shaped today's society. Yeah, because if I'm gonna ignore that part, I really need to rethink everything.
0: Mm. Exactly.
1: So I can't have a story take place in uh, today's Germany, let's say Berlin. Yeah. Without the history. Exactly, because if if we didn't have the Second World War, there would have never been a divide in between the Western and Eastern bloc. You would not have the way people think, live, and behave today. Yeah, it would be totally different. Yeah, and to exactly. have a world where people act and think the same way they do now, mm. as if the history never happened, mm. that that would just be weird. Yeah, so. I'm always more cautious when it comes to stuff in our world Yeah, I, than I, it is in an imaginary, or at least if it's close to, mm. if it had part- taken place like two, 300 years in the future, yeah. it would be of less importance. It would still carry a lot of weight, but yeah. it would be less important than something partaking in, let's say, the 1960s. Yeah. Way different, because... Mm. Fluff matters. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it sure does. And I, exactly. And um, I am more, I am more of a, that. Uh, f- for instance, my world now. Mm. I have drawn a lot of. I'm not gonna say inspiration because it's somewhat parallel to our universe. Because I have, I yeah, you can say I've drawn inspiration from, um, the our history and the world that it looks mm-hmm. like today and all that. For instance, like you said, the Second World War. I have in this world, <laughs> yeah. I have sort of smashed together uh First World War between World War era and World War Two, a little bit of Cold War into one big major war. Mm-hmm. So that that that's gonna shape a lot,
1: and that uh, you can get away with a little more more. Yeah, how it looks like today. So it's like um, and and the, here's the thing: you've actually made the changes. Yeah, and you made it clear that. It's this is not our world. Resistance, exactly. Uh, the uh, parallel existence. You made these changes, and you tell what changes you've done, mm. and these play a part in shaping the way people are. Yeah, exactly. Consistency. <laughs> Hell yeah! Mm. So yeah, <sighs> a big
0: rant. <laughs> yeah, but like you can see, we have we're bursting with uh, ideas yeah.
1: and. Uh... Things we want to talk about. So, um, it's like we need a moderator <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Help us. <laughs> but yeah, le- leave your thoughts. We want to hear them.
0: We need a moderator or a mini series or things I think like that. that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Any finishing thoughts? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just empty in there. It,
1: it It's, it's, uh, broken. Do you hear crickets?
0: No. (laughs) No. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. (sighs) There's a, yeah, a thoughtful for you. Yeah. So,
1: thank you for listening. Yeah. And uh, hope you liked it. Leave a comment. Leave a uh, tweet if you want. (laughs) Yeah, tweet us at the DRH podcast.
0: And, uh, yeah, check out our
1: YouTube channel and uh, our Podbean uh, site no, and uh, we're on Spotify and iTunes and wherever you find podcasts, I guess we
0: are everywhere.
1: Even in your bedroom, under your bed, you just don't know it yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Again, thank you for listening and uh, have a great day. Ta-ra! Bye.
0: Brother, do you love me? (laughs) Be strong, Clarence. Be strong for mother.